morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. Strick is here. He's fired up. Woo! What a day in St. Louis. Normally we have fake enthusiasm. Yeah. Fake sports news. This is the real deal. Blues game one at seven. Cardinals and Dodgers. Cards have won three in a row. Mm. Nobody was playing better baseball than L.A. And the Cards have taken the first two of this series. Ever uh, since uh, the Cardinals brought... You know, called up Bennington. They've just been winning every game. It's been pretty amazing. Look at to, you in hockey watch. mode. That's Strick. Andy Strickland is here on due. 622 Blue. We're fired up for some hockey talk this hour. Uh, there is a Cardinal news and note here. They've oh. called a 3 p.m. press on conference. On game one of the playoffs? Yeah, uh, how dare they announce dare anything they with the Blues that? playing? I don't like that. Kudos to Fox Sports Midwest. The mothership Blues will be on the main channel yes, tonight. every game in the playoffs. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, 3 o'clock Cardinal press conference. And you we've act been... surprised. I mean, that's the right. So it is the right Play. move. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just making yeah. sure. And we're talking playoffs versus playoffs. April baseball, right? Yeah, I'm giving him credit for yeah. that. Okay. Try to give him a compliment, and now Strick is mad take about it. Take your red jacket off for one minute. Now. That's it! Back to Winnipeg! I have to say, <laughs> I, the, I, I'm i all in on the Blues right now, but this, and I want to crush this kid from San Jose who just <laughs> came across some Bennington <laughs> tweets from 2013. Just came across those. Right. Please define came across. The old Bennington tweets. But now the Cardinal announcement at 3 o'clock has got me intrigued. It has you a little bit. It's normally an extension. Yes, it would be. But there's nobody obvious to sign. No, this is definitely um, an extension or injury news or somebody stepping down. It's one of those three. Yes, that's what it is. It's one of those three. It's injury, probably. What happened? Uh, Who got hurt last night? Well, no, Marcel Ozuna, Mike Shannon said, made a fool of himself. And then appeared to be injured, but he got up and he kept playing. He had a comically bad attempt to catch a fly ball. It was a great Spider-Man impression, and it got a lot of play. What was he doing? It looked like me. Like make a fool of himself. He's you know, hurt. I would just assume that it's going to be out of the park. I don't. <laughs> I don't not. know what that was, but it was awesome. I mean, it really was oh, fun. So I have no idea. But three o'clock Cardinal press conference. Uh, you know, five nine fan. We will be all over that. Strick is here, and. Uh, I want to do this. How about can we get? How about just the five for Frank background? I'm going to hit Strick with some rapid fire hey. here, and uh, I want you to be on your playoff game. Five okay. for Andu. Five for Andu, which is probably offensive. You can't say Andu. Mm. It's a typo. Kind of like myboo.com. You called me Andu the other night. On I did. Fox too. People probably had no idea what you were talking Wait, about. Accidentally or on purpose? 
I think on purpose. On purpose, yeah. Just having fun. <laughs> got a lot of play. Was your phone going uh, nuts later from your staff? We got a lot of play on that. Did of, you? Yeah. Fill me in. People are watching strict. No, good numbers, I'm saying. Good, uh, good. Uh, audience that night. About 80 grand, 80,000 or what? Uh, Yeah, honestly. Probably yeah. about 80,000 people saw good. strict on set on Sunday on Fox 2. All right. Number one, the most important player for the Blues this series is? Well, you got to go with Jordan Bennington. Typically... If your goaltender is better than the other goaltender, you're going to win. If their goaltender is better than yours, they win. And you're talking about a guy who obviously been uh, a huge story. He's been the talk of the town here locally, and he's probably the biggest reason as to why the Blues have been able to turn things around and are in position to play a playoff game here tonight. He's never played at this level in the postseason, so I think we're all looking forward to see how he handles it. There's no doubt in my mind, Jordan Bennington, the most important player for the Blues. If you could shut down one Winnipeg forward, who would it be? Uh, probably Mark Shifley. I mean, Mark Shifley's a guy who, you know, obviously is their number one center. He kind of uh, stirs the drink, if you will. He and Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler had 71 assists, I think, on the season. Third best in the league, 91 points. Um, certainly a tremendous playmaker. But that line with Kyle Connor, along with Shifley and Wheeler, I mean, you're certainly going to have to shut those uh, guys down. You hope your number one line can play in the offensive end when they're out there together and find ways to produce on their own some offense. Um, I think the trio there for Winnipeg had close to 220 combined points somewhere in that range this season. The first line for the Blues was just under 200 in terms of combined points, even though they've been playing great hockey down the stretch. But if you're looking at one player to target, I think Mark Shifley, he's probably their best offensive player. Uh, goalie for them, Connor Hellebuck, what mm -hmm. do you see from him? Is he vulnerable? That seems to be the narrative going in. Do you think he truly is vulnerable right now? Uh, could be, but the team hasn't been as good. Usually that goes hand in hand. Whenever a goaltender is struggling, the team isn't playing as well in other areas of the game. Uh, there's no doubt that he's, you know, one of the top goaltenders in the NHL. He was a uh, Vesna finalist last season. You look at what he did last year in game seven of the second round against Nashville, where he made 37 saves. Uh, I think he allowed one goal in that game. He was unbelievable. So he went to the conference final last year, so he got a little bit of experience under his belt. Uh, his goals against average is pretty high this year. I think it's the highest of his career, but his save percentage was a little better. Um, and even you look at his numbers, you break it down. You know, Winnipeg has pretty much been a 500 team since the beginning of February, but even the save percentage for Hellebuck doesn't scream out to you to look like that he's been struggling. So he's going to need some help. But there's no question he's capable of stealing any given game. They're going to have to get bodies in front of him and find ways to uh, to certainly score and get him off his game. If Predators uh, fans are country buggers, mm -hmm. what are Winnipeg fans? Uh, just lonely Canadians. I mean, lonely Canadians. <laughs> That's I mean, offensive. They're a little isolated up there. Probably lonely Canadians. <laughs> probably cold. Um you know, I mean, that's what you find in Winnipeg, you know, probably is uh, doesn't make anybody's top 10 places to visit list. Even if you're looking at places in Canada, certainly wouldn't rank among the top 10. Uh, so nobody rank, was rank excited. the provinces right now of Canada. Uh, I start with British Columbia for sure, okay. followed by uh, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Big then one. I'd go uh, maybe some, what about Nova, Quebec? some Nova Scotia. Oh, Quebec. you like it over there. Jake Allen, oh, Al, yeah. Al yeah. McInnes. Yeah. And then, and then Quebec for sure. I love Manitoba Quebec. would be low, probably. Manitoba's Saskatchewan there. low, yeah, a little bit lower. Saskatchewan certainly lower. Uh, even though uh, Braden Shen is from there, we all know Kelly Chase is from Saskatchewan. Why do you hate Alberta as well? 
I can't hate Alberta. I love it over there in the Rockies for sure. I mean, Banff is there. I love Alberta. Canada in general is beautiful across the board from one coast to the next. But I would say Winnipeg is probably the least likely city that I would want to go visit. Lonely Canadians. In all of Canada. That's going to stick. We have country buggers. I called <laughs> Nashville country buggers the other on night on TV. And, they and I saw Glenn Zimmerman in the weather department like kind of spin around. That's funny. As if I said something weird. I'm like, yeah. doesn't Con- get it. Country buggers, Country man. buggers. Uh, the area where the Blues are clearly superior. Defense, forwards, goalie, coaching. Where do you think they are superiorly superior? Superiorly, um, for, it's a good uh, question. Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, defensively right now, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, even a guy like Dustin Bufflin who missed 40 games this year, Josh Morrissey, who probably is their most underrated defenseman on their roster, people don't realize how good he is. He's missed uh, a good chunk of time. He's expected to play tonight and make his return. So again, maybe that cohesion's going to be a little bit off. You have players, you know, missing a lot of time and then coming back into the lineup for the first time in a pressured pack game like we'll see tonight here in game 1. Um the way the Blues have been playing on the back end over the course of the last 3 months, nobody's really been playing better and you know, you've got a true shutdown pair now in Pareko and Bomeister, the way that they're defending um, you know, Vince Dunn and Petrangelo, the way they've been performing in the offensive end, I think both players have nine goals uh, since the turn of the calendar in 2019. So that ranks somewhere in the top six, top eight uh, since, since what, January 1st. Um, I think Petrangelo has 30 points since January 1st. That's among the leaders in the National Hockey League among defensemen. So they're getting way more offensive zone starts, or at least he is, than he was under Mike Yo. I think that's helped him get some confidence and get back to the level that we're accustomed to seeing from Alex Petrangelo. I would give the Blues a little bit of the edge, slight edge defensively over Winnipeg. Winnipeg probably has a little more depth, but I will say this about the Blues. What was the question? (laughs) <laughs> but I will say this about the Blues' depth offensively. If you want to say Winnipeg has the, the edge there, because they probably do, a guy like Patrick Laine, who's a 30-goal scorer, they have 30, you know three 30-goal scorers. Um, but that's been the big reason as to why the Blues have turned things around as well, has been the depth that we've seen from this team, getting some production, some secondary scoring over the course of the last month or so, something the Blues struggled with early on. Who wins the Masters? Oh, sorry, that was oh. for Frank. I'm sorry, yeah, that sorry. was leftover Frank. Um, let's go through the I, Western. VJ Singh's my guy, though, by the way. Okay, yeah. it's on your staff. <laughs> Western Conference playoffs, mm-hmm. Colorado, Calgary. What do you think there? Well, Colorado seems like an underachieving team. Colorado's a little bit underachieving. You know, they got it going down the stretch, even with some key injuries to some key offensive players. I just really like this Calgary team, the way they score goals. They're among the leaders in the league in, in offense. Um, you know, they've got some real firepower up front. They're a organization that's hungry. Um, you know, the fans certainly are going to be crazy. They're going to give them a home ice advantage. I got Calgary over Colorado. Wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way around, but I think the Flames will win in six, potentially even five, if things go their way. San Jose, Vegas. This is probably the hardest series, certainly the hardest series in the Western Conference to try to figure out who's going to win. I mean, San Jose on paper one of the more impressive teams in the league. They really were the first half of the season. They struggled down the stretch as well. They had a seven-game losing streak. Um, Can their goaltender get it together? I think that's the biggest question mark. Martin Jones was not great this season. Probably had his worst year as a NHL goaltender. But his playoff numbers, historically, for him, 
are pretty impressive. He's much better in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. Vegas just seemed to have some swagger. I'm going to pick Vegas to win here, but again, we're talking about a San Jose team that's just loaded with some serious star power. So nobody should be surprised if San Jose beats Vegas, but I'm going to go with Vegas after the changes they made, not only at the trade deadline, but going back to last summer as well. Nashville and Dallas, it seems the trendy pick right now is to pick the star. Yeah. Is it because of Ben Bishop? Um, well, you could certainly look at that, but he had an injury down the stretch as well. I'm going to go with Nashville. Nashville found a way to close it out when they really needed to deliver in the last week of the season. And if you watched any of those games, the last couple of games of the year, they look to be pretty impressive. They won arguably the most difficult division in the National Hockey League. Um, I just don't like Dallas's defense. I don't think it's good enough to beat Nashville. And I'm going to pick those Southern buggers, those country buggers from Nashville, Tennessee to get it done against another non-traditional hockey market, the Dallas Stars. How about that? Then who wins the West? Is anybody decidedly better than the Blues? Like of these eight teams, could you make the case for any one of the eight winning the West? Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, you can make a case for it. Um, I mean, San Jose is a hell of a team when you look at the roster, but something just seems off. Winnipeg, hell of a team when you look at their roster. I mean, this is a great team that's built to go deep into the playoffs, but something seems off. And what is it? I, I talked to somebody, um, and, and this is what people need to know about Winnipeg. I, I think the Blues are catching Winnipeg at the right time. They had to have a players-only meeting at the end of the season, I think with three games left after a blowout loss to the Minnesota Wild. Um, they've got Dustin Bufflin who has been unhappy with his role, not getting as much power play time maybe as he's used to getting in the past. In fact, he slammed his stick in a recent game down the stretch, broke it in half because he didn't get out there when the Jets were on the power play. I talked to somebody who was on the ice for a recent game uh, with Winnipeg. The last two games of the season, he told me the players are just bickering at one another, yelling at one another. And so there's a little bit of an issue there. Um, I think internally they have some issues, and I think St. Louis is catching Winnipeg at the right time. Everyone says this is a tale of two seasons for the Blues. I think you can certainly make the same case that it's a tale of two seasons for the Winnipeg Jets. They have no excuse not to have won this division, okay? No excuse. They had a four-point lead late in March, and we saw them collapse and lose the division. You want to be playing your best hockey entering the playoffs, and that certainly is not the case with the Winnipeg Jets. Strix is here. Andy Strickland text in those hockey questions. A couple of experts here, Martin and Andy, 855-282-8255. It's that time of year where even, you know what, the kind of marginal Blues fan gets excited yeah. and finds somebody to hate. Who will that be on the Jets? Who will the, the Blues, you know how you always, mm -hmm. oh, my God, is Seabrook here again? That jerk. Yeah. Oh, I used well, to hate Seacourt. Who's the Jets guy that people will say, that bully? Um, I say Adam Lowry is a guy who plays really hard, can get under the skin. Um, I would say Dustin Bufflin for sure. I think Blues fans already hate Bufflin, don't they? Um, and he's a guy who throws his big body around. I mean, on a good day, he weighs about 285. I mean, he certainly is a big, big monster out there on ice. Um so I would say those are probably the first two guys you look at. Um, it is more fun when you hate somebody on that. Remember yeah. Pat Verbeek? Oh, the yeah. little ball of hate or whatever no, was it? Just cheap-shotted uh, Turgeon? But like Antoine Roussel a few years back. 
Like this time of year, um, you'd Dallas always see Stars. a Claude Lemieux on the other team that you just hated. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I, I think I think Lowry, and um, and probably a guy like Dustin Bufflin. Those are the first two names that come to mind right away. All right, we'll take a quick break. Strix is here. We're fired up. We've got Game One, seven o'clock, Fox Sports Midwest. Oh, shameless plug. Yeah, pregame coverage tonight on the yeah, Mother Show. Yeah, hour-long pregame show. We got a lot of stuff for you, and. Uh, Looking forward to seeing everything that we come up with here for our hour-long pregame show. What do you got? What uh, you are, know, you, are you in the film room? Uh, no, we got a feature with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, who traditionally has put up some real impressive numbers. I think he has 22 goals in his career in the playoffs. Didn't have a great playoff a few years back. If you remember, he scored three goals in 11 games, I believe, the last time the Blues reached the playoffs, and they lost in the second round. But he's a guy who seems to show up on the biggest stage, and he has most of his career in the postseason. There's also going to be a feature on Craig Berube and a bunch of other stuff with uh, Scotty Warman and Bernie Federko on set. Uh, you know, over Easter weekend, the uh, Blues will be wrapping this thing up at Game 6 on Saturday night. The Cardinals are also home that weekend. The Mets are in town. Mets are in town. Some great promotions going on the weekend of the 19th through the 21st. Simply, gonna, In fact, I think it's the Powder Blue. Powder Blue, and there's a... Um... Like a fleece pullover on Friday night that my wife wants to go to. Wow. She's a fan of that. She wants her fleece. Uh Uh-huh. More so she wants me to wear it so she can get a photo out of it. (laughs) Cardinals.com slash promotions. Get those tickets. It's time to fly. And early in the season, especially early in the season, they want to get folks down to the ballpark. A lot of great promotions, including that Easter weekend when the Cardinals take on the Mets. Offenberg Hyundai, if you need a hockey wagon, they can find that. Need a sports car, they can find. Need a pickup. It doesn't matter what kind of car you're looking for. In the pre-owned department, they will get it. If you've got a year-make and model, let them know. They will find that car for you. It's part of the great service you get at Offenberg Hyundai. They're located in O'Fallon, Illinois, from downtown St. Louis. Whether you're at Enterprise Center and hanging with Strix or you're at the ball game, hop on the Bernard F. Dickman, the Poplar Street Bridge, head to Illinois, about 10, 15 minutes down the road, you will find Offenberg Hyundai. It's a short ride to a great deal Greenmont Road is the exit, and again, on the web, OffenbergHyundai.com. And at the top of the hour, not only the hard line coming your way at 1 o'clock, but also the doors open at Fast Eddie's. We were talking to Eddie. I think I asked his five favorite Cardinals, and he said Mike Shannon was, five all, times. was all five. And I think that uh, was uh, exemplified last night when Shannon said that Ozuna made a fool of himself. Correct. You think that's what the press conference is about? Maybe. Is Mike Shannon's going to get up there? And <laughs> it's going to be the roast of Marcel Ozuna, and Mike an, Shannon uh, is emceeing it. Was, was, it. was it a windy night last night? Was there a lot of wind? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen anything like an that. An impromptu roast of Marcelo Zuno will be the greatest thing ever. John Mozeliak and Mike Shannon. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Welcome to the Marcelo Zuno roast. Mo will like to go first, and then Mike Shannon will go last. Did the ball even reach the warning track? It I think did. it hit the warning track. It hit the warning track, though Marcelo's already at the fence and leaping <sighs> over the fence. I mean, happened. how much are his teammates just giving it to him? I don't know how much they get on him. Though. I'm sure, like, Yachty could get away with it. I think some of the younger guys would probably just leave Ozuna alone. Fowler I... can get away with it. Yeah. Goldschmidt could, but he probably wouldn't. Wouldn't. Least likely to be at the Marcelo Zuna roast, Goldschmidt. Yeah. Any uh, similarity between Goldschmidt and Chris Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, a Very little bit. serious. Kind of yeah. in their look also. They, they kind of have that look. look. Like, you know, and they have that similar. But Goldschmidt is not as intimidating. He's not trying to be mm-hmm. intimidating. He's not as intense. 
too. Like Carpenter would curse and yell on the mound and is David get all Freeze fired getting up. more standing ovations or what? I he mean, should. why don't we just give him one every single time he comes up to bat? I okay. think that's great. And he's my guy. He's an emo's guy. Certainly on my look, side. Look, if Jane Schwartz, <laughs> if Jane Schwartz has the game of his life in Game Seven uh-huh. in the Stanley Cup Finals and scores a game-winning goal in yeah. overtime and the yeah. Blues win the Cup, every time Jaden comes back to St. Louis. He should get a standing ovation. One hundred percent. Every that's time. just the way. Thousand percent. Yes. I I did that commentary last night at TKO on Fox Two, and I said, "Do the fans get carried away? Yes. Making fun of the B fibs is sort of in vogue these days. However, we have a simple rule: when you win a World Series almost single handedly, and you have two of the biggest hits in franchise history, okay. you get a standing o every Listen, time you come back. That's it, different. Who did the Cardinals play in the first series at home? Uh, that would have been the Padres. They gave a standing ovation. To Greg like, Garcia. That was kind of sad. Yeah, that was a that little was too sad. much. I was yeah. like, Don't I had that. to look it up. To see like he, he should have gotten a little pl- polite yeah, polite he applause. Did play several years. No, they polite gave applause. a standing ovation. I understand. His teammates were probably like, "What is going on here?" Like <laughs> he's like, "Dude, I don't know." I mean, I hit a home run against the Cubs in 2015. It was <laughs> yeah, a pinch hit. That was his one defining. That was just. I took playing time away from Colton Long. That was. I don't know what to make out of that. Oh, Frank chimes in with a good one here. Mike Ricci would have been one of those hated players on the other side. Oh, Mike Ricci from San Jose. Yeah, Colorado. those are the kind of guys you love no, to hate. Yeah, so I don't necessarily. And you know what I love about the Stanley Cup playoffs is that every game takes on a life of its own. And there's going to be a controversial hit, a controversial play. Somebody's going to say something after the game that'll carry over into the next game. And so, you know, you talk about who's going to be that guy. I mean, Buffalo will certainly uh, throw his body around. He plays with a little bit of, a, of an edge. Adam Lowry certainly does. But it could be somebody else. And there will be some level of conflict there will or controversy be that we'll be discussing tomorrow. Uh, there's a quote from Patrick Line. In fact, I think just on paper we have a better team. I think we have better players in this locker room more than they have. I think when we're all, when we're on our game and we're playing our best game, I think we're just a better team. Patrick Line, from what I understand, not the most popular guy inside the Ooh. room. Uh, we saw him score five goals in one game earlier in the year when the Blues gave up eight against Winnipeg. But he hasn't been the same player. He had 19 goals in 22 games to start the season, 24 goals in the first 39. He has six goals in his last 43, none in his last 19. He hasn't been the same goal scorer. There's been more stories written about how he much he loves to play Fortnite than goals he's scored in the last three months. <laughs> he is 20. Being 100% serious about he that. Is, but he he's also, they're obsessed about the fact that he plays a lot of Fortnite. But he, he also is a guy who... His ice time was drastically reduced. His agent had to get involved with the team, with how he was being used. And he's another one of these quote-unquote star players coming out of entry level and is due for a big-time raise. I don't get the sense he wants to ex- uh, sign an extension for a max contract there and stay in Winnipeg under the current circumstances. I wouldn't be shocked if he found his way out of there. The how about this? Years. Patrick Line? We'll have a lot of time to play Fortnite in a Fortnite after Ooh. the Blues oh. eliminate the Jets. See what you did? Going home. Uh, so at 1 o'clock, the doors open at Fast Eddie's, which is how this all started, <laughs> because Eddie was talking about Mike Shannon, which led to Ozuna, which somehow led to us talking about Patrick Line. And Fortnite. And Fortnite. All natural transitions. So when you go into Fast Eddie's, you tell Eddie, hey, Martin was talking about you and Fortnite and the Jets and Shannon and... They're always having fun at Fast Eddie's. Great place. Turn on the ball game. They're always, God, it doesn't matter if the game's on or not on. They're having fun. If you're in a bad mood, go to Fast Eddie's, and you'll get yourself into a good mood real quick. I'm setting up that day where I'm there buying lunch, and you guys mock me because it's relatively inexpensive. And I said, like, the first five through the door, I'll buy They could get the full straw. It's like a $30 bill. No. 
You could rack it up a little bit if you order. Get that homemade bratwurst. Get the hot chick on a stick. You get the Fat Eddie burger. It's a half-pound burger. Low-priced, of course, but you can load up. Basket of fries, peel and eat shrimp. Oh, it's so good. Great time to be on the outdoor patio, which is slowly having the roof removed. Head on up to Alton, Illinois. If you haven't been in a while, make sure you get back. And if you've never been, you've missed out on the experience. It's Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois, 4th and Broadway. Clark Bridge, turn right, and you are there.